we are live back again, recording. Uh, this time, it's going to be a special uh, uh, conjunctional effort with uh, our friends, well, since we're students as well, and faculty and staff and students of National University. Uh, but this is also as well, uh, working in partnership with uh, our site, yourgamesource.com. Um, it's, you can also say this is, you know, our 141st podcast, but for all intents and purposes, this will be on the air as well for National University uh, from our friends at the NU Herald. Uh, my name is Gerald Glassford, uh, sometimes known as Yes Elvis Lives on my video game, uh, you know, alternative, alternative lifestyle for, for lack of a better term. Um, but I'm here today with my good friend and also fellow National University student. Um, did you want to attach any, uh, you know, like magnum cum laude, you know, or any other Latin words to to promote just exactly how how uh, you know good you are and and try and impress the people out there? It is Josh Peterson, the author of Vendetta Dark. How are you, my friend? I am fantastic. Thanks for asking. No worries. I was going to see if you wanted to add anything on there as far as it's concerned after a uh, 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 national university student and whatnot. So I don't, have, I don't have any fancy titles. Okay. Fair enough. Well, no, yes, you do. You are our resident comic book and Marvel expert and also well, DC expert as well. So there you go. Case in point, he's got his civil war book. He is preparing uh, he is undergoing great studying at this point in time because uh, this is a great week for comic book fans. Well, if internationally, if you already got a taste of what's going on because Captain America Civil War kicks off the summer box office movie season um, in United States, anyways, this weekend. Uh, it's already debuted to over $200 million overseas. It is... Uh, garnering money like gangbusters, as they say, um, is doing very well. And I know Josh will have a lot to say about that. But first off, I want to touch on on the movie itself a little bit. They, you know, Marvel's been very careful to actually uh, go into detail as far as it's concerned um, you know, on what uh, the outlining details of, of why the Civil War in the movie Marvel Cinematic Universe takes place, but uh, I know there are some drastic differences. Obviously, of course, because you can you can tell the story out over several series of comic books um, within the comic book lore. But uh, tell me your thoughts going into it, because I know you have a ticket almost already in hand, um, as far as it's concerned, for a Thursday night showing, from what you told me. Uh, and you are eagerly anticipating it. And as you can see by my Avenger shirt, I am as well. I've got my girls all ready. They're all psyched. They want to go this weekend. But your thoughts this week on uh, what you feel is going to going to happen for movie viewers at uh, Captain America Civil War. Uh, that's the great thing about this movie is I really don't know what to think. I know there's going to be a lot of superheroes fighting each other lots of explosions you know typical of a marvel film but um all right right now i'm really curious just what is going to cause this conflict like the the trailers look awesome but it's all extremely vague like you see captain you see captain america sitting at a funeral you see just spider-man bursting through a window fighting the winter soldier it's all like really like quick flashes of everything so it's hard to piece a story together and because they don't have all the characters that are prominent in the comic book. Uh, they can't really do a whole lot with this. And this is the first time, because Spider-Man was a huge part of the comic books. I don't know if you read them, but he was he was really at the heart of the Civil War. So it's hard, especially since they're just introducing him, to really go, you know, do the arc that's true to the comic book. So I'm, I'm excited to see what's, what's going to happen. As am I, indeed. Um, I know... You know, obviously the conflict and everybody see, you know, seeing uh, them go at it, that, you know, the different uh, comic book uh, superstars go at it. And that that's just eye candy for us. Uh, even the, the general fan at large, uh, seeing all that displayed on screen. But if you could uh, parlay that into the future for the Marvel Cinematic Universe and what conflicts may come out of it, because, um, the Civil War, you know, obviously is going to lead to a dissension among the group known as the Avengers. 
but how does that parlay into having them, you know, obviously having to unite later, later with the, well, you know, the already announced Infinity Wars uh, coming up against Thanos here in, uh, what, 2018 and 2019 for Infinity War parts one and two, if I'm, if I'm correct. Yeah. Um, uh, there, with the exception of Thor, there aren't really a lot of like the, the court Avenger movies coming out. I know uh, Iron Man is supposed to appear in the Spider-Man, Spider-Man Homecoming. But other than that, I don't think we're going to be seeing a lot of uh, like Captain America and them until the Infinity Wars rolls around. I, I do, however, think that just like in the comic books, the, this Civil War is going to change the landscape of the Marvel Cinematic Universe. So you'll you'll probably be hearing about it in you know the movies. Obviously, Agents of Shield always ties into that stuff. Of course, uh, and uh, you know I know that uh, one of the things that they've they've done is with the Agents of Shield is that. Uh, you know, their introduction of the Inhumans um, may be one of the underlying reasons also as well The uh, from Disney, um, obviously, you know, announcing Indiana Jones 5 in that central release time frame as well. But Inhumans has been taken off the Marvel Cinematic Universe schedule uh, and maybe only be parlayed uh, through and via the Agents of S.H.I.E.L.D. television series. Uh, your thoughts on that as far as it's concerned? Is that something that uh, you were hoping to see on the cinematic universe? Something we may still see uh, in large detail, but for right now, it seems to be relegated to off the board for Marvel at this time. Yeah, I, honestly, the Inhumans, I, as much as I like the comic books, I, I didn't really picture that as being like a big screen movie. I know it was the... Uh, the, the director was tied on to it only because he he would only agree to do something for Disney or Marvel as long as he could do and they made an Inhumans movie. But that's what I was kind of curious about is how they're, because obviously what the movie wasn't going to come out until 2018. So they have two or three seasons of Agents of S.H.I.E.L.D. before they reach the Inhumans and are already touching on the Inhumans. So there's not really going to be a lot of story that they can tell us that we don't all, you know, that, that's going to be worth telling by the time agents of shield gets around to that point. I, um, yeah, I would still be down to see it. I just, I don't really know. There's not really a lot of great stories to come out of that comic book series. Fair enough. And I think that may be one of the reasons why that, uh, Disney and, and Marvel may have put it on the back burner for now, at least. Um, but you know, obviously telling the bigger story, uh, with the infinity wars on the horizon, and, and all the movies that are, are at least going to, in some way, gear towards those Infinity Wars. Um, how do you see everything lining up so far as, uh, you know, from, you know, obviously it has to be different from the comic book lore, as I said, because you can tell a story uh, in so much more grand detail uh, via the comic books than you can in, within the movie scheme. But, you know, those, those Marvel movies, as far as is concerned, coming up now and in the future, uh, not only have to tell their own story, but also have to start planting the seeds for the Infinity Wars uh, from this point going forward. Is that not correct? Yeah, correct. And the whole, you know, I, I think that movies should stay true to the, the source material somewhat. But what I like about the Marvel Cinematic Universe is that they're telling these heroes stories in a way that they've never been seen before. It's kind of like what Marvel tried to do with their Ultimate Universe is have like a, a great, like a retelling of, stories because people don't want to you know they don't want to read or see stories that they already know they want something new but at the same time they want it to be familiar if that makes sense so it's i'm i you know i, I like seeing this and i like the whole the new direction they're going because they're opening up obviously with uh with thor they did this at thor and guardians of the galaxy they opened up like new realms and the as far as doctor strange is concerned coming up that's a whole different like the mystic side of marvel so there's a lot there's a lot that they haven't, you know, gone through yet. So I think there, uh, all these people saying that the superhero movie is going to, you know, eventually fizzle out. I don't think that's true. I think there's a lot, there's a lot of stories that you know, Marvel can still tell. As do I. As do I. I mean, their universe is still uh, right in the middle of of what they want to do. Um, in fact, they've they've re, you know obviously they made plans after the Infinity Wars as far as movies that they're uh, that are on their schedule. Uh, they seem a lot more stable in, in how they want to progress than the DC 
universe at this point in time because as you and i have seen um it's been somewhat disappointing somewhat disappointing um with uh batman versus superman uh dawn of justice uh garnering well it will end up worldwide probably between 850 and uh, 900 million dollars which uh to most analysts will be seen as a either a wash a break even or a slightly disappointing number um but even if that's the case i i have hope for them because the reason why is uh, Man of Steel was not exactly well thought of as well. That garnered almost seven hundred million dollars worldwide. Um, just think if the, if you know the Justice League or Wonder Woman or one of these upcoming movies on the DC slate actually does uh, translate well to audiences. Just think of the box office potential for the for that series or, or the new you know the new Batman coming up uh, that if that Ben Affleck is going to create. So. Um, that's something that that they can look forward to. But for right now, Marvel is the hot ticket of the uh, comic book world and of the movie world as well. Um, so I ask you, Josh, is there some movies? Well, just three movies. I'll just get, I'll give you uh, ask you for three movies you are looking forward to this summer movie season. Ooh, I have to say, uh, Suicide Squad is on the top of my list. That's an August release, yes. Yes, and I am actually really looking forward to uh, Jason Bourne. I love, absolutely love those movies, love the books. So that's that's high on my list. Um, There's another one I was looking at. I know they filmed uh, some scenes here in Las Vegas. Uh, I know the movie uh, seems to be in their limited uh, introduction of the trailers and whatnot. Uh, seems to be garnering great interest again because it is uh, coming back to the original Bourne character. Yes. And um, Independence Day Resurgence is probably my, my number three. I'm, I'm a sucker for nostalgia movies. So I, I didn't think the sequel would ever happen. But now that, you know, now that's in the trailers and Jeff Goldblum's back. So I don't know how you can go wrong there. And that's something I want to ask you as far as it's concerned, because Ghostbusters is also coming out, and those two have had considerable gaps from previous movies. Uh, we have seen in the recent past uh, several movies, um, most notably uh, Zoolander 2, uh, My Big Fat Greek Wedding 2, and several others who have had a great distance uh, of years, you know, seven, 10, 12, 15 year gap between movies uh, have not garnered the success because uh, a lot of fans just, you know, have grown. Uh, there are new fans that have come out to the movies and they don't, they didn't get to see or they have not seen the previous movies. So they don't have that kind of connection. Uh, and we've seen that transfer, uh, transfer into a lot of box office failures. But uh, your thoughts on, as far as it's concerned, because you said you want to see Independence Day, and I have seen it too and look forward to seeing the sequel, but your thoughts on on movies like that and Ghostbusters, who have such a large gap in between, as far as it's concerned, do you think they can still connect with audiences in a large fashion? Um, I, I think that movies have a shelf life. Like, if you want to make a sequel to it, you should wait no more than five years. I want to see Independence Day because <laughs> I'm, I'm selfish like that. But, you know, you, you're always good. The, the problem is you're always going to have moviegoers who have been, you know, living under that, under a, a rock, you know, and they don't know, they don't know what these classic movies are. But the good thing about it is they can always go back and watch them if they, if they're curious. But with, the problem with like, you know, they're talking about making a sequel to Top Gun and uh, Blade Runner. I love Blade Runner, but the, that's these... yes, Blade Runner. I am looking forward to. I want to say that off, you know, right off the cuff. Oh yeah, that movie was amazing. But it's it's you know it's it's good and it's bad. It's good in the fact that it causes people to go back and watch these classic movies, but at the same time, it's bad because you know it runs the risk of uh, people. It runs the risk of failure because it, it, it's you know it's they're from t- different eras eras. So you have. You know, if you watch the original Independence Day, obviously it doesn't look anything like the the new one that's out with all the the CG, and um, you know. But, with, it, but that's what I want to ask you: it, is it ma- allowing, you know, is it enticing people to go and see the original uh, movie if they didn't catch it the first time, or they've grown, you know, they've grown up 
maybe they were kids when they were first came out, like with, you know, with Independence Day, uh, and they didn't really, you know, they weren't even born yet in some cases. Uh, and, and are they getting the incentive to actually watch the original source material uh, as far as it's concerned, in your opinion? I think so, because I think it's the same principle as like with video games, because we're on Halo 5 right now. And, and you know, the, obviously there's a new Call of Duty coming out. It, if the stories are connected, people are going to want to go back and play the original. So I feel like if someone sees the trailer for Independence Day Resurgence and they're like, OK, that looks really cool. Obviously, they're going to do more than just watch the trailer. They're going to look into it, see if there's any prequels, see what the story is. So I feel like it has the potential to do it. But some people just, you know, you 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 always have those moviegoers who just don't really care that much. So that that's that's the one danger with uh, making a sequel like that. Fair enough. Um, that movie is coming out in June, mid-June. Uh, my picks uh, for the summer movie season... Uh, although those were three outstanding ones, which are high on my list as well. Uh, X-Men Apocalypse coming out uh, Memorial Day weekend, uh, and that will be in a heavy battle with uh, Alice Through the Looking Glass uh, as both uh, look to get that market share from the Memorial Day uh, weekend. Uh, Warcraft, which I know a lot of uh, our gaming friends have really been looking forward to for quite some time. Uh, That's coming out on June 10th um, because... Obviously, because of the success of World of Warcraft for so many years, seeing how it translates onto the big screen uh, is not only a, as a curiosity, but also as well because they have such a large and fervent fan base, even to this day, uh, regarding uh, pretty much all the Blizzard products, as uh, I'll, we'll cover here in, 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 you know, when we go into the video games issue uh, part of it a little later on in the podcast. And then also... Uh, Star Trek Beyond, which uh, as a uh, a fan of the new Star Trek movies, because I've seen a lot of the Star Trek lore, uh, you know, previous movies, previous series, whatnot. I've I've seen an extensive list of them. Uh, But the, you know, the the Star Trek reboot in 2009 and and, uh, Star Trek Into Darkness even uh, three years ago, uh, both provided for me great entertainment. I think... Uh, basically, Star Trek for me, the, the reboot has proven to be one of the best movies of the new millennia. Uh, in my opinion, I think it got J.J. Uh, Abrams the job for Star Wars. Um, so those are three movies that I'm looking forward to. Although this time it's going to be Justin Lin, the director of Fast and Furious 7, I believe, uh, that will be uh, helming this movie. And so look for a lot of action uh, and fast-paced excitement in that uh in that movie as they uh, go into the deep beyond. So uh, those are three movies that I'm looking forward to. And those are three more movies that uh, Josh is looking forward to as well on his list. Uh, So we hope that we are, we're hoping for a great summer movie season. Uh, It's kicking off in the Americas here this weekend uh, with Captain America Civil War, which I know you are eagerly anticipating as am I. Uh, I don't, I don't think, even with with all the contenders out there, with Bourne, with Independence Day, with with Alice, who, with all, all these movies have garnered over uh, a great deal of money in their previous outings. Um, in fact, Alice has garnered over a billion dollars worldwide. I still think my money is on Captain America: Civil War. It always has the lead point as far as the Marvel movies are concerned. The first weekend of May is always a great lead point for the summer movie season. Uh, I think it will. Win again. Uh, the great reviews, notwithstanding, uh, already have been have been out there uh, from both critics and fans alike uh, worldwide. Um, so I just think that's going to translate into a lot of love for Marvel, for Disney, and I think it's going to end up on top uh, this summer season. Um, right now, it's it's trending at about the same rate as Ultron. So you know, a billion and a half worldwide. So I think that that Disney will take that. What are your thoughts? Oh yeah, anything that has Marvel's name on it, it's, it's going to make a whole ton of money. It's it's already what what were the the uh, it's already out overseas, right? And it's, That's it's correct. Already, it's it's doing... garnered over two hundred million dollars uh, in its first weekend. It is trending right now at the same pace of Age of Ultron. Um, I know Doctor Strange is something that's uh, something I will hopefully talk to you later this year because that might not have the same Marvel magic. Uh, and you know, I know you were talking earlier about as far as the mysticism of the Marvel Universe. 
Um, so, but that's something for another day. Uh, I know we can touch on, but uh, right now it definitely looks like Captain America Civil War uh, will be commanding the summer box office movie season. And I'm sure, is that what you agree as well? Oh yeah, definitely. It's uh, after this, people are going to be forgetting all about the uh, Batman versus Superman fiasco. I, I agree with you indeed. And uh, they will have their hearts set on watching uh, comic book movies yet again. So that being the case, you know, that's coming out in the month of May. And also, um, you know, as we talked about the summer movie season kicking off here in the Americas, but it's also May seems to be, you know, has transitioned to a great, great month for video games. Uh, and there's a, a number of releases that, that are, are noteworthy as far as coming out. But first I want to talk about what I wasn't expecting in May until late last week when I heard uh, rumors of, of both, uh, you know, Activision and also EA uh, hinting that they're going to drop uh, their new titles as far as their new installments of Call of Duty and Battlefield, and they're going to make uh, official announcements uh, this week. Well, sure enough, we've gotten Call of Duty Infinite Warfare. Uh, that has been announced, and with certain additions, you can get a revamped version of uh, Call of Duty 4 uh, Modern Warfare with that, which uh, also is uh, one of my personal favorites. Um, so we're looking forward to that in November. I believe it's November 4th. Uh, that was officially announced. Dishonored 2 from Bethesda. They've, they've announced a sequel to the, the Outstanding Stealth game. Uh, that is also coming out later this year. Uh, they did announce that earlier today. And we're just on pins and needles. But, you know, it's funny because, uh, you know, EA, the rumors of EA announcing Battlefield 5 uh, were, you know, just pretty much over a week now. And Call of Duty managed to, and Activision managed to sneak their major announcement in, pretty much stealing all the thunder away from Electronic Arts and Battlefield yet again. But uh, it, I think it's from what I've, I'm still reading as far as, you know, and what we're reporting on the internet is that it will still be announced officially in some capacity, Battlefield 5 this week. Um, your thoughts as far as this is concerned, any excitement regarding Infinite Warfare, Battlefield 5, or Dishonored 2? Sorry, I forgot to mute the microphone. Anyways, uh, the Battlefield Five is the World War One game, right? Is that what we're? Well, rumors have it, yeah, that it's that it's going back to a, to a World War One, um, as far as it's concerned. So we'll see if that actually uh, happens and materializes. We could get word as early as tomorrow uh, for the for the game. It was something that they had hinted towards for, like I said, a week, and Activision just snuck right in there with the call of duty and, and just burst their bubble yet again, which, which just, you know, shows that, uh, you know, it's, it's call of duty. And then there's every other, uh, warfare game. Uh, it's, it just kind of really, you know, just amuses me, uh, time and time again, how they continue to upstage, uh, EA and battlefield time and time again, even though it, you know, I, I personally in later editions and recent editions have personally favored the battlefield series, but, um, that's, like I said, it just from a consumer point of view, it seems like, uh, Activision is constantly getting the one up on the, with the Call of Duty series. Oh, you know, they're keeping tabs on each other. That's, that's, <laughs> that's a competitive market. Well, I mean, not really just for them to, but I, I, I haven't played a Call of Duty game since, uh, Ghost was the last one I played. I just, it, honestly, it kind of fizzled out for me, my, my interest in it. I, I do still like Battlefield, and the fact that they're going back to World War One is makes me uh, interested in it because I think that these, uh, it, what we, what would you call it, like future, future warfare games, I think people are, they, they've kind of had their time, and it's time to move on. Well, you say that, but Call of Duty Infinite Warfare, if you've seen the trailer, it's come out where they start here on land and then they go into space. So again, they're still trying to, to go to the outer reaches and whatnot. I think eventually they will also transition into previous wars like they once did with World War II and World War I and whatnot. But right now, Infinite Warfare, when it comes out later this year, is still uh, heading towards the stars as far as it's concerned with battles uh, beyond the galaxy almost, uh, or at least beyond our planet. You know, earth and whatnot so. 
do you think they're trying to so do you think they're they, they don't see battlefield as a threat anymore they're trying to compete with you know obviously doom is coming out and hey they're trying to compete with doom and halo and those uh, like space shooters now like dead space I uh, I don't think they they've ever really thought of Battlefield. I think maybe at one point in time they might have thought of Battlefield as a contender because Battlefield itself has sold, on average, uh, over 10 million copies. Uh, you know, at least in the last two three editions. But the problem is they don't sell much beyond that 10 to fit in that 10 to 15 range. Whereas Call of Duty, as you and I both know, you know, are upwards of 15, 20, 25 million copies. Uh, not quite GTA Five land, but hey, it they do garner uh you know t- close to twenty million copies, if not more, every single outing, every single year. Which, uh, you know, they're they're if you don't buy it during the holiday season, they're usually stay number one for a number of months after that. Uh, so their their longevity and the legs with the series continually uh, astounds analysts critics and 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 reporters you know just just the continued favorite of the series so i think they see battlefield not as a major threat but as some as someone that they you know were once concerned with as far as tying up their marketplace that that if you bought battlefield you weren't going to buy call of duty well there are the hardliners that will just only buy call of duty and won't touch battlefield and vice versa but for the most part for the casual audience that that buys only three to five games a year. Uh, I, I don't see that there's an issue between that, and I still think that Call of Duty is going to end up blowing it still out of the water, even though Battlefield Five itself will ultimately uh, see and garner some success in a relative speaking. So, well, the thing about what I've noticed with with Call of Duty players is that they're all that's that's really the only video game they play they'll play they'll pick up call of duty and madden and that the you know that's or whatever their sport game of choice is and those are really the only two video games that they'll that they'll bother playing they won't you know they don't venture out of their they don't venture out of their comfort zone that often just from what i've noticed yeah exactly um and you know, hey, uh, like I said, at this point in time, uh, they're still very comfortable with what they're doing. People have, have you know, even with us at GameSource, uh, we've uh, predicted their demise uh, for a number of years now. And at this point in time, I have to see it before I, I think that series is going to go down because at this point, I can still get pretty much bank. Uh, you can you can pretty much bank on 20 million copies being sold, which will still be a, a, a significant success and since activision and blizzard are, are combined together and and they have uh you know so many entities that they can lean off of for for great sales including one we'll speak of here in a minute um i just think that the call of duty train will keep on rolling uh you know right down to the cash register so at least substantially ahead of what battlefield will do right uh, but there's also other games, and like I said, Dishonored 2 was also mentioned as of today, which I know a lot of people were looking for. But May is turning out each, you know, past few years, May has really become a time for many developers to actually release, and publishers, to actually bring out some top games. Um, you know, almost on the level of, of maybe a September, October, as far as the number of quality games being released. Not quite November because November seems to be the big gun still because obviously the Black Friday and holiday movie and holiday uh, purchasing season, but still May is still a very strong month for video games and this month is no exception and this year is no exception in May because you know you have titles such as uh, from 2K Battleborn, uh, obviously Uncharted 4, uh, A Thief's End, which you know, from Sony, the PS4 exclusive, which, you know, as you know, is near and dear to my heart and Nathan Drake's heart, who's actually sitting right behind me. Um, Homefront, Homefront, The Revolution, uh, Doom, and Overwatch. Uh, and to me, you know, Doom obviously is a, is a reimagining of the, of the hit from the 1990s uh, that, that reinvented the first-person shooter genre. Uh, that's obviously a Bethesda's way of, of showing it some love. It's, it's come out... Uh, uh, to many ad- praise as far as demos and and its uh, betas are concerned, but um, the game that I really think people should watch out for, as far as is concerned, uh, is Overwatch. Uh, and the and the 
I want to say it's it's similar to the Battlefield um, Call of Duty conundrum because Battleborn is being released by Two Gay, a very strong publisher, very very strong publisher with with several games out there that they've uh, helped produce and make make hits. Um, and Overwatch, which is being published by Blizzard, uh, Activision Blizzard, and and obviously everybody knows their name as far as it's concerned. The games, if you look on the surface, on the surface, so don't, 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 uh, you know, g- you know, give me some slack here as far as everybody out there, as far as on the comments is concerned. On the surface, they seem to be the same relative type game as far as a first person shooter in an arena type format, as far as is concerned. But the tremendous uh, appeal to, to Overwatch uh, because not only is it garnering, you know, traditional first-person shooter fans, but the fact that it is being produced by Blizzard. Uh, what I've noticed as far as the demos and the betas for that game as they've been played and the comments that people are saying online as far as is concerned really have impressed me as far as how the actual end-up game will be selling uh, once it hits shelves later this month because... I can tell you right now, a lot of people who don't normally and would never touch first-person shooters, I'm reading online. I'm reading their comments. They impressed with the game. They they say even though uh, usually the comments are going, well, I'm lousy at first-person shooter games, but because it's Blizzard and because it's it's something that that I really you know uh, can connect with because of my experiences with Blizzard through through Warcraft or what have you. Heroes of the Storm, you know, that whole nine yards uh, just seems to be um, as far as the bigger connection to them. And I think it's going to ultimately lead to Overwatch being a big seller uh, as far as once it's released later this month, like I said. What are your thoughts as far as the games of May? I know Uncharted 4 is going to be pushed by Sony. Uh, It already has been. I think uh, there's going to be some great success for that game as well. But because Overwatch is being put out on PC, Xbox One and PS4. Uh, I really see some big success for that game, as opposed to Battleborn, which I think is going to suffer from the same Battlefield-like issues. It's going to sell, but not not to the extent of, of Overwatch. Well, let's talk about Battleborn for a second, because it's made by... I, I, as you know, I love Borderlands. It's one of my favorite video games. And I think because Overwatch is made by... Uh, 2k games everyone's going to expect it to be another Borderlands, so i think they're going to be it's kind of like how uh what was it when brink came out everyone thought that since it was made by bethesda it's going to be like their you know their role-playing games but it ended up not being that that great um i think that's going to be battleborns probably it, it looks cool i mean i'm i'm definitely going to check it out uh what i'm looking forward to is i am looking forward to uncharted 4 that's probably going to make me go drop the money on a playstation 4 which i've been putting off for a while get the Um, uncharted version is there a bundle there's a bundle with uncharted with a nathan drake uncharted ps4 i'm thinking about getting it myself or trying to trade my ps4 for thinking about doing it not sure not 100 but i'm i'm hopeful i can pull some strings and get some help uh you know maybe from my friends at retro city games you never know uh to try and see if we can we can work something out um and shout out to Retro City Games, our good friends here in uh, in Henderson, Nevada. Uh, you know, they're working hard with their new store as far as it's concerned. And we appreciate uh, everything that they've done for us. But yes, definitely there's a new uh, Uncharted 4 bundle coming out with a uh, homage to Nathan Drake actually on the PS4 itself. Yeah, that's uh, that sounds good. <laughs> no, I'm, but but there also there also be some great I'm sure two ninety nine three forty nine specials as well, um, and I'm sure you're gonna start seeing that pop up here in a few days. But uh, yeah, Uncharted four, you you know I can as I as I've shown my love for the series uh, and called it in my opinion the greatest series ever in uh, video game history. And I'm sorry to all Zelda, all sorry to all Mario, sorry to all. Uh, you know, as far as you name it, Call of Duty fans and whatnot. To me, it is my personal choice, uh, a series choice, uh, as far as a quality series is concerned. And if somebody asked me to, to that's not familiar with video games, what series would I start with as far as from a storytelling standpoint? I don't think there's any better place to start than the Uncharted series. Oh, hey, you know, everyone's entitled to their 
opinions on their favorite games. I think Uncharted is a great game because it, it really it doesn't really feel like you're playing a video game. Yes, it is. You know, sometimes the, the game mechanics are a little frustrating, especially when you're in those firefights, like in the markets and stuff. But it's it's a great game that it's you don't really notice that it's, you know, you're devoting eight 16 20 hours of your life to this game it's just kind of it's it's fun to play all around it's the type of um, game that actually people will sit down on the couch and sit down in the chair next to you and actually just watch and enjoy watching because they are experiencing a lot like people that would experience a movie uh as far as from a storytelling standpoint is concerned and i just think that that uh type of, of experience uh has led me to to have such an affinity for the series itself uh, but I'm looking forward to that. But uh, your thoughts on Overwatch as well, as far as because obviously Homefront, the uh, the Revolution and and Doom, they're obviously the whole. I think they'll do well as first-person shooters. Uh, but I think Overwatch, to me, stands out as the game that's going to really uh, kick it into gear this month uh, over any of the others because of uh, they're all on all three formats uh, that are being currently uh, sold right now. So, what are your thoughts on that? Um, I don't, I haven't really like looked too much into Overwatch. I, I know it's out there and I read a couple articles about it, but I, I haven't really watched any trailers for it. So I feel like I'm interested in it, but I, I want to know more about it before I go out and buy it. And like I said, they, it, the game itself has a lot of similarities to Battleborn, but uh, I think because of of so many people's uh, so many gamers' fascination and familiarity with the Blizzard uh, seal of approval, uh, and that they tried it already, I've just seen so many comments on the internet and and read so many uh, stories and and articles as far as people that are not normally into first person shooters are into this because of their affiliation and love uh, for the Blizzard product, and I think ultimately. Uh, with with Blizzard's successes, uh, substantial successes uh, over the many years in gaming that they have, I think this will will continue that 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 line of it, uh, and and we'll probably see a strong run throughout the rest of the year. Yeah, definitely. It's it, with with a company like Blizzard, though, like they always run the risk because this is a different kind of game for them. So you always kind of run the risk of it's either going to do really well or people are going to hate it. But yeah. it, you know, is it, that's just a risk you got to take. Um, you know, I'm watching some footage of it right now. It looks, it looks really cool. I'm, it's, I like, I love the animation. Um, I, I've not, I, you know, I, I never got much into World of Warcraft, but this is definitely something I'd be interested in playing. Uh, there is an open beta uh, coming soon, so look out for that. Um, and also, if people get a chance, you check us out uh, on our Game Source Facebook page or Twitter. Uh, at GameSource, uh, and we can give you the latest news on when the open beta starts. In fact, we have previously, but we'll we'll be posting more of that when it starts, so you can get involved in the open beta. Because I have a feeling it's coming around very soon, um, if memory serves me correct. Uh, and we can give you out constant updates on that, uh, as we always do at GameSource on Twitter, and also as well GameSource on Facebook from your friends at yourgamesource.com. Um, but uh, before we go, well, I actually want to touch on one last thing with the NX. But before we touch on the NX, I want to actually, as a fellow National University student, and we want to, again, thank National University for, for helping us, uh, you know, post this podcast and whatnot. Um, we are truly appreciative of being a part of the NEU Herald. You can catch uh, some of our uh, written articles, and you can also capture the, you know, catch the first two chapters of Vid Dead to Dark on the NU Herald. But outside of your great selling book, Vendetta Dark, which you can catch on, on Amazon, tell us a little bit more about what's going on with Josh as far as some of the things that you're doing uh, and would like to see you know, people get out there so people can get uh, more affiliated with your work. Oh, wow. Um, really, it's always, I always have like these, start these projects that I tend to not finish, but um just because I get so excited about new stuff and it pops in my head. It's like fireworks constantly. But, um, you know, like like you said, I, I wrote that book, Vendetta Dark, and I'm trying to find the time right now to finish another book I'm working on called Congratulations, You Suck. And I'm hoping that'll be out soon. Um, 
And what else do I have got? I have a short story that I, that's out now called Sinner Space. It's actually connected to Vendetta Dark. So it's kind of an indirect sequel. So if you liked Vendetta Dark or if you're reading it on the Inu Herald, there I know they're going to eventually get to the end of the book. So if that's, you know, if you want to read more, Center Space should hold you over until I get around to writing a sequel to Vendetta Dark. Uh, right now I'm, you know, I've also got a, uh, a web series in production called Beta about uh, people who review video games. So it's kind of, you know, close to the heart. <laughs> um, yeah. That, how, I mean, can, my, how can they catch that as far as it's concerned? How can they catch Beta? Beta, they can watch on, I'm going to put it up on a YouTube channel for my production company called Pogue Media. So you can check us out on Facebook. Um, we do all kinds of stuff from, you know, if you have school, from school projects to music videos to weddings. So you can check us out on Facebook, but we will, we have a, a YouTube page that we will be posting the, the, uh, the web series to, and you will be able to catch it on Facebook. Oh, that's great. Definitely looking forward to that indeed. Uh, and when it comes out, definitely uh, do what we can uh, to spread the word. Um, and, and just such an incredible the series of stuff going on for you, Josh. And, and we wish you all the success with that. Um, Thank you. And then, you know, with the NU Herald, uh, we hope you, you catch the NU Herald whenever you can. It's nuherald.com and be able to go ahead and, and catch all the great articles from all the great students here at National University. And if you are a student of National University and want to get involved with that, uh, please contact uh, the editor-in-chief. Uh, Michelle, she's she's been awesome as far as uh, um, you know being able to you know, get that stuff out there for as far as is concerned, and and as far as get those articles out there in detail. I know she's she's been great as far as you know um, accepting content for the NU Herald. So even if you're not a journalism major or whatnot, and you just like to write stories, you just want to share your opinion on the world at large, uh, and you're a National University student, so check us out. Uh, nuherald.com and, and you'll see the link right there to, to contact the editor or contact uh, Professor Kelly uh, who, who's just been so awesome as far as well A, dealing with Josh and I because we're probably two of the more uh, uh, troubled students uh, over the past two years so you know what can we say about that but uh, be that as it may <laughs> okay maybe it's me I'll, I'll say it's me Josh is pet over there so how about that I'll, I'll, shoulder, I'll, I'll shoulder some of that blame there you go. Fair enough. Fair enough, indeed. But uh, we truly uh, want to appreciate all the work and all the help that, that Professor Kelly does for us well. But if you're interested as far as writing for the NU Herald, uh, check it out, nuherald.com. Uh, they need uh, and are accepting of, of, of all, tons of content if, if, you need, if you have it, even if it's just some small article or, or whatnot or just any type of contribution. It is greatly appreciated because we really want to make the NU Herald uh, really something big. Um, to not only help promote the, the paper itself, but also as well to help promote, you know, the school. Cause I, I, I don't know, I can't speak for Josh, but I'm, I'm, you know, just from my words, you know, dealing with Josh, as far as over the past year and whatnot, uh, my experience at the national university has been outstanding and I'm not being compensated. You know, there should be an asterisk or not, not a paid actor, um, as far as it's concerned, but it's been a great experience for me and I've truly appreciate my time at national university. I don't know. Uh, I've, Maybe you, I would say the same. Is that that correct uh, for you as well? Oh yeah, they've been very accommodating to my work schedule, and it's it's been a nice experience. That's well, uh, same as same for me as well, and I, I've truly, uh, uh, you know, enjoyed my experience coming back to school, especially after twenty five years. Uh, uh, it's really a uh, was a very unnerving at first back last year when I first started, but uh, I really appreciate and really uh, am glad I did it now. But uh, before we go, I want to talk uh, one other announcement that came the other day at the Nintendo uh, shareholders meeting. Uh, the NX was finally officially, 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 officially announced uh, as coming March 2017 uh, to retailers near you along with Zelda, which will be simultaneously released on the Wii U and the NX. My question to you is, uh, was this a good move by Nintendo, or would you have liked to seen it come out sooner, a.k.a. the holiday season? 
Um, well, there's not really, there's no new consoles coming out from Sony or Xbox. So it's really, you know, they're, they're going to be the first to launch like a new generation of consoles. So as far as that's concerned, I, I, you know, as long as they have something coming out, I don't know what E3 holds for them, but as long as they have something exciting coming out between now and then to kind of keep them afloat. I know this is a big, this is a big deal for Nintendo because if this, doesn't sell as well as they're hoping it will this could be the end of their console race you know that's that's the problem um nintendo has announced that there will not be any nx uh showing uh at e3 um zelda wii u footage will be shown uh at least to some detail but other than that uh not really a whole lot has been announced for e3 for nintendo which is kind of concerning uh, for Nintendo fans everywhere, which might mean not a lot is coming out for the rest of the year for Nintendo. Um, I'm kind of disappointed uh, in one fashion that that is coming out next March because they will not be able to take opportunity, uh, take advantage of, of being a new console out in the holiday season where the major new release will be the PlayStation VR. Um, my, my concern uh, is that consumers will not have uh, regrouped their money as far as for that substantial amount to buy a four or $500 uh, console uh, by March. So I'm not sure about sales if that's a concern, but I know from, from the aspect of, of them releasing in March, I know that part is good where, when you consider um, they're probably running behind as far as either Zelda uh, production on the console um, or a number of games to launch with the with the NX, which you know obviously you know if seeing several con, uh, console launches yourself, you know launch lineups are usually lackluster at best. Um, so maybe if if they can they can provide a quality launch lineup, everybody will forget about that and will gain and spark some some great interest um, in less than a year in March whatnot. I I just think that them to to capitalize on the on on consumer uh, demand might have been better to release in November, but I realized from a logistics standpoint that may not uh, have been in the, ever in the cards. So uh, final thoughts on the NX before we head on out? Well, you got to think about it. Like, yeah, they're missing out on, you know, Black Friday, Christmas, obviously like the big shopping days, but if it's not done, you know, if they, re- if they're still, if it's still in production, like they're still working out the little kinks in it, they don't, you know, it's better to just release when it's finished than try to rush it, you know? Yeah, and I agree with you on that end. And I just think that they weren't ready for it. But they should have had this more in the planning stages so where they could have released in November uh, as far as, you know, and got everything lined up in a better fashion. But yeah, that's true. Know, N- Nintendo has um, not exactly made all the right moves. And I know they're being careful this time. Um, they are finally getting to the mobile market uh, in great detail. So I'm very pleased to see that for them. And I wish them success with, with that, but I also wish them success from the NX. And I will be curious uh, because I, I was close to buying Wii U, but I decided in the end that they weren't going to support it. And, and as far as that's why I held off as a consumer in this, in this case. So I'd like to be able to, to be justified in getting a Nintendo console again. And so I'm hopeful that, that the NX will win out on that, on that end. Um, so so that being the case, uh, I think we're going to wrap this thing up uh, as far as the podcast is concerned. Uh, we appreciate you joining us uh, you know, for the uh, National University Herald. Um, and also, uh, you know, when this is published also as well uh, on yourgameshorse.com. Uh, and if you have any questions, you can just always contact me, Gerald, uh, at GameSource on Twitter or via our game source facebook please like us follow us whatnot and you will get the latest information on gaming news uh we've posted you know over sixty thousand uh posts from around the internet including our own stuff i know josh has got a review coming up i've got some reviews coming up that we'll also post on on as far as is concerned i'll make make you everybody aware uh looking forward to that uh but also as well wanted to make sure everybody knows about our new entity as well I know Josh has got some great stuff we're working on, but but uh, I just I just released out Pop Culture Cosmos on Facebook and also Pop Culture Cosmo because Twitter wouldn't give me an extra S on Twitter, which is releasing that same kind of great information 
um, about the pop culture, whether it's movies, televisions, film, esports, collectibles, board games, uh, those, uh, you know, professional wrestling, uh, all those great things in pop culture that, that people have interest in. Uh, we're releasing, a, uh, we put out Pop Culture Cosmos so that you can get the latest information on everything going on in pop culture. Uh, we'll also have a touch of gaming in there as well. Um, so we're looking definitely forward to, to growing that. So if you want to follow us there as well and get the latest news and information in the pop culture world, pop culture universe, check us out, Pop Culture Cosmo on Twitter and Pop Culture Cosmos, which is the way I wanted to actually be on Twitter, but oh well. Pop Culture Cosmos on Facebook as well. So uh, any last thoughts before we head on out, my friend, from this special you know, National University Herald uh, podcast? First of all, thank you for tuning in. I appreciate that. Oh, and uh, sorry. <laughs> uh, first of all, thank you for tuning in. I appreciate that. And, um, you know, if you want to check out Vendetta Dark, it is available on Amazon.com and Barnes and Noble and paperback and ebook. And also Center Space uh, is available uh, for digital download on Barnes and Noble. And yeah, check out Pogue Media if you get a chance. Give the page a like. And if you're in the market for some cinematography, be sure to hit us up. Oh, that's awesome. Uh, sounds great. Vendetta Dark is a great read. I highly recommend it. Um, if anybody gets a chance out there, do not wait for the next in volumes, chapter by chapter. I mean, because, you know, we're, the NU Herald is respecting the, the author and, and releasing it slowly like fine wine over a period of time. Um, if you really like what you read so far and the first few chapters are on the NU Herald, go and buy the book because it's an awesome read. And I, under I know you'll enjoy it indeed. So uh, that's going to do it for us this time, but hopefully we'll be able to, to post more podcasts, uh, us or any na national university students that, that like to podcast out there. We invite you to go ahead and join us uh, on the national university podcast. As far as it's concerned, we appreciate you, you taking the time to listen to us, taking the time to watch us. Um, and this is, you know, it also as well, game source podcast, one forty one, uh from our, especially, you know, and give a shout out again, to National University. So for me, Gerald Glassford, and my good friend and fellow National University student, Josh Peterson. It's been a pleasure. As always, my my friend, and I, I hope you enjoy. Are, are you getting in line now for the movie after this after the podcast? Yeah, right now I um got my tent packed up in the car and all that, and my Captain America costume. I'm I'm Team Cap. I don't know about you. What are, are you? Who are you pulling for? <sighs> I I I wanted to say Team Cap as well, but I'm gonna have to go say Team Iron Man just because you said Team Cap, and I let you you got first dibs on that. So I'm gonna go Team Iron Man on that. Um, yeah, well, it's, this this is a game source civil war going on here. It's something like that. National University uh, Civil War. There you go. At the, only at the NU Herald and Game Source. So uh, so for me, Gerald Glassford and Josh Peterson, want to thank you for watching, listening, and being a part of our podcast. It's another beautiful day in paradise, and we hope you have yourselves a great.